Today's shir in Mishnabura Yomi is Daf Ayin Dalid Omud Beis. We're in the second volume of Mishnabura in Simon Kuf Ayin Beis. Today we have a number of short Siman. We'll finish off Kuf Ayin Beis and the Mitzvah Shem finish off Kuf Ayin Gimel and maybe even start Kuf Ayin Dalid. So let's begin right away. We left off yesterday discussing the Mechaber in Sif Aleph in Kuf Ayin Beis on the bottom of Ayin Dalid Omud Aleph. And the Mechaber had said that if a person put a liquid into his mouth, he should just swallow the liquid and he doesn't make a bracha. The Eino Mavarech and Bracha Rishona. He doesn't make a bracha Rishona. It's too late. Of course, we brought down if he still is going to drink. He makes a bracha rishona on the next drink that he's going to have of that item. He makes a shahakol on the next drink, or a bari piragaf, or whatever it is. But if he's not drinking anymore, the choice was either spitting out the liquid because you can't make the bracha with the liquid in your mouth, and it's going to be disgusting. You can't put it back in your mouth afterwards. So the choice was either wasting the liquid or swallowing it. So the mechaber paskin that you don't make a bracha rishona. The mishnah brewer brings down in sif and gimel the tam. The reasoning is the meacha shikvar bola hamashkin. You've already swallowed the liquid. There is no longer an obligation for you to make a bracha rishon in this situation. However, if you drank a revius, you drank a shear, so then you do have to make a bracha chrona, as we'll see, ayin common and simon reishud for the halachas of bracha chrona. The issue footage number three and number four tell us an important din. As I pointed out just a moment ago, if you can still drink something from that item, or eat something from that item, you certainly should, and that would be the best thing. This way you're getting the best of both worlds. Because in this way you're Yotzi, the Das of the Ravid, who holds, even if you've totally finished the meal, the Ravid says you still have to make a Baruch Rishon on what you ate in the past. Now we don't paskin like that, but here, since you can drink something else or eat something else, you certainly should do so. The issue foot number four just brings down that the shear, as I've already mentioned, for a food is a kezayis, and a mashka, it is a revius, in order to make a Baruch Rishon. And here she put number five brings down Shane Mavarach and son. The reason why you don't make a bracha on the bracha Rishon is because normally we hold you make the bracha over Lasiosan before you do the mitzvah below Achamikin and not after you perform the mitzvah. Now we go to the Ramah. The Ramah says, The Ramah says, No, we do make a bracha, even though you finish drinking and you're not going to drink something else. The Ramah says, You do make a bracha, and the Ramah paskins that this is the Halach Lamais, it brings us down in the Rashbah in the name of the Ravit and the Rush. Mishnah Burits of Cut and Dalit explains, Hainu, Acha after you finish swallowing and you're not going to drink anymore, Mevarech Aleim HaBrach Rishona. The Ramah's opinion is that you still do make a Brach Rishona. And he says, Alo Dami Lord, the Kaimelon Besiv This is not similar to the din that we learned a few days ago in Sim Kuf Samach Zayin Siv Ches. Dim Niskar Acha Shigmar Sudas, if a person finishes meal and he realized he didn't make a Bracha, Shalo Beirach Eno Mevarech. He didn't make a Bracha, then he doesn't make a Bracha in that situation. Because as we just pointed out, that's not overlas Yosem. However, here it's different. The Shani Hocha. Here it's different, because he remembered in the middle, while he was still drinking the item, the water in his mouth, the liquid's in his mouth, he says, oh, you have to make a bracha rishon on it. So at that moment, he does have the chiv to make a bracha on it, as opposed to when he already finished, when he doesn't have a bracha. And this is enough similar to making the bracha before you finish the item, so that or the bracha is chal on you. But physically you can't do it because you have the liquid in your mouth. Therefore, Paskins over here, the Rashba, in the name of the Raivin and the Rosh, that you should make a bracha rishona. The Mishnah says, this is the Psak of the Ramah. However, he brings down the Das Rova Poskim Kedar Rishona. The majority opinion is like the Machaber over here, not like the Ramah. And he brings down the Sharetzion. Chavetz Chaim in Os Hay says that this Deir Rishona is the opinion of the of the Rach Rabbeinu Chananel, and also it's not a Das Yochid. This is Rashi. 
brought down by the Vilna Gon, the Riaz, Tosos, Rabbein Yehuda, others as well. It goes through a longer Shahatzion, goes through all of the opinions that hold like this, in fact, and he says, this is the way we do Paskin. You do not make a bracha in this situation. It's continuing in the Mishnah If you had a shear, you make the bracha achrona. But if you don't, you don't make a bracha rishona. Yerabi says this is also a of the El Yerab. Now we go to Sif Beis. Shachach, if a person forgot, the first Sif was talking about liquids. Now we're talking about solids. If you put a solid in your mouth, you took a bite of something, a solid, and then you realize while it's in your mouth that you hadn't, didn't make a bracha rishon on it. So, if it's something that won't become disgusting if you take it out of your mouth. For example, for argument's sake, a person has a lollipop. So he put the lollipop in his mouth and he didn't make a bracha on it. Now he's sucking on the lollipop, he realized I didn't make a bracha. So take the lollipop out. That's not nimas, it's not disgusting, rather than making the bracha with a lollipop in your mouth. So you flatten or you spit it out, or any other item, which is a solid item, it won't be destroyed or ruined if you take it out of your mouth, you put it on your plate, and then you make the bracha, and then put it back in your mouth. However, in for example, a person's chewing a piece of meat, and it would be disgusting to take that out of his mouth and put it on the plate and then put it back in his mouth. So in that situation, just push the piece of meat to the side of your cheek and make the bracha with the food in your mouth. As we'll see in a moment, that's only a minor problem. It's not a major problem. This way you don't have to waste the food, and you can accomplish both, making the bracha without wasting the food. Mishnah Buru explains the sivkat and vav. She'en onimas, it doesn't become disgusting. For example, you go and pull in some sort of a bean. Chayotzib is a shame kosher. Anything that's hard that won't become disgusting. You have a sucking candy in your mouth. You can take it out of your mouth and put it down, and it won't become disgusting. And therefore, that's what you should do, rather than make the bracha with the sucking candy on the side of your mouth. Sif Katan Zayin, the Mishnah explains, Kadeshi Piv Reikon Bishasa Bracha. The reasoning why we take it out of our mouth, if we can, without becoming disgusting, is because a person should make a bracha with an empty mouth. The only thing in your mouth, so to say, should be the prayer, the Tehillah that we give to our Kodesh Baruch based upon the Gemara. The Eshkol writes, of course, of Eshkol, Mehosh Amin, and we see from here, Mandim Avarach Bracha. When a person makes a bracha, Tzorach Lavarach, Melo Pume, Velo Legangim. A person should make a mouth, a bracha with a full mouth, so to say, and not started with the bracha, and not say the bracha clearly. A person should be very careful to properly pronounce every word of the bracha. The issue foot number six brings down, when you make the bracha, we learned already in Simon Hay, Shalom Yizro, Kesabracha, don't throw out the bracha quickly from your mouth, Yevarach Benacha, say it slowly, Yechavi Beis Amira, and you should concentrate on what you're saying. Brings down further from the Sefer Chasidim, Kishinotel Odom Yodov, Oshim Yevarach Laperos, and a person washes his hands or makes a bracha on fruits or on any other mitzvah, it's Shkura Befikol Odom, a very well known bracha that you're used to just spitting out. What should you do to make sure you do it properly? You should concentrate that you're saying the bracha to HaKodesh Baruch Hu, who's done such wonderful things to us, who's given us such delicious foods to eat, etc. And he gave us mitzvahs that we're supposed to perform, we should do them. And we shouldn't do them like a person doing it by rote, and just because he has to. But you should do this carefully with thinking and from your heart. And this way you won't get HaKodesh Baruch Hu angry. It brings down a passage from Yeshaya that says HaKodesh Baruch Hu gets very angry at people that do this. And Rahman al-Litzlan, Godel ha'onesh ha'magiel mishosekein. It's a terrible thing for a person who does this. As much as possible, this is something that we all have to watch out for to try and make brachos not by rote and not just quickly throw them out of our mouth, but try to concentrate and stop a little bit when we say such wonderful brachos.
Simkat and Ches, the Mishnah Brewer says that a Dover Nimas, an example, can go in two Simvanovim. You have berries or grapes, a, a mushy type of a chewed up stuff. It's disgusting to go put that on your plate. Therefore, you can push that to the side of your mouth. Tisha foot number seven brings down that not only if the Michael would become Nimas, but you would be Nimas. For example, you're at a fancy dinner, you're in front of other people. And to take something out of your mouth and put it on your plate, even though it wouldn't make the food disgusting, you'd have no problem putting it back in, but it would be disgusting to everybody else, or it would make you look bad. So Shlomo Zalman Zatzal brings down, in that situation, you can just go and push the food to the side of your mouth, not spit it out and put it on your plate in front of everybody. That's also called nimas. That concludes Simon Kufayin Beis, and we start Kufayin Gimel, the din of Mayim and Tsoyim, washing your hands in the middle of the meal. So the Mechaber starts off in Sifalaf, Mayim and Tsoyim Rishos. The requirement to wash your hands in the middle of the meal is a Rishos, it's optional. Mishnah Bur explains in Sifkot Nalaf, this is from the Rambam. Rotsa Notel, if you want to wash your hands, you can. Rotsa Eina Notel, if you don't want to wash your hands, you don't have to. The issue of number one brings down, if you're making a new bracha in the middle of the meal, that's what we're referring to over here. If a person is an istinist, a person is a very fussy person, so he should go and wash his hands in the middle of the meal, because his hands are dirty, and it's improper to make a bracha with such hands. And in general, he brings down from the Sharet Zion in Sif Kotten Lamed Beis that a person should always try, before he makes a bracha, to make sure that his hands are clean. Even though, halachically, as long as you don't have dirt on them, real schmutz on them, you're allowed to make the bracha, but still a person should always try to wash his hands before he makes a bracha. Back to the Mechabri, he says, We're talking here about that you have the option of washing your hands if you want to. You don't have to, if you don't want to, when you're eating a Tavshil 1, and then you're going to Tavshil number 2. Both of the same type. But if you're going from a Tavshil, which means a Fleishach dish, to a Gvina, to a Milchach dish, then you must wash your hands in between. And the Ramah adds, look in your Edea, Simon Pei Test, which the Mish Brewer in Siv Cotton Base explains. In Siv Gimel over there, it says, Bishom Nizbar Ba'ga, it says over there in the Ramah, Delafim Min Hagenu, Yeshlito Yodav Afilo Bin Tavshil Shogvina, Litavshil Shobosar, Sha'achrov. We have the custom that we wash our hands, even going from milchiks to fleishes, from cheese to a fleishchad dish, you should wash your hands in Nogea Behem Yodav, if you touched it with your hands. This issue number two brings down that this implies if you ate with a fork and utensils and you didn't really touch your hands, so then technically you don't have to wash wash your hands in between the eating of milchus to fleshes or fleshes to milchus. The Mishnah Bur continues, The only time it's an option, if you want to wash your hands or you don't want to wash your hands, that's when the two are both fleshes or the two are both milchus. This, of course, doesn't then touch upon the subject of how much you have to time you have to wait in between eating milchus or fleshes or fleshes or milchus. That's a totally different subject. When a person has meat and fish, then he should definitely wash his hands in between the eating of those two. Because this is dangerous for Dover Acher, which the Mishnah Bur will explain means saras. A certain metaphysical disorder, often referred to as leprosy, but it's not leprosy. And the Mechaber continues, and he says, V'chamira sakanta misura. One has to be more careful with something that's dangerous than, than an actual iser. For example, we have the din that iser is mavatal on one in 60 against it, but sakanta is never mavatal, even if you have more than 60 against it. And the Ramah says, Look in your day, Simon Kuftav Zayin, for further dino about this. Now, this is a very important subject, the dino of meat and fish together, which we're only going to barely touch upon. So we look in Sif, Kut, and Gimel, in the Mishnah This, he says, is Tzaraz, this Dover Acher that we're concerned about is Tzaraz. And he says, the Mugin of Rome here has a famous statement. Maybe this nowadays Nowadays we don't know what this danger is eating fish and meat right after the other or together. Because he says nowadays nature has changed, the physical body has changed, and what may have been dangerous in times of the Gemara is no longer considered dangerous for us. And therefore, according to this Mogin Avram, we do not have to be concerned about washing our hands or eating something between fish and meat. Ain Shami says, go look in the Mogin Avram over there. 
This is a very complex subject, which we don't have the time or the ability to go into in great detail right now. Suffice to say that many do not follow this Morgan Avram, and people are very careful to have separate pots and uh, not have meat and fish on the table at the same time and not eat them together, cook together in any way, and to rinse one's hands and wash one's mouth out beforehand. Each person should follow his personal custom or ask his Rav Shiloh what he should do. Sidkat and Dalad, the Mishnah writes, Vishom Nizbar Bagot, the Ramah over there in Yoridea states, the Minhagenu She'en Choshlozeh, that we're not concerned about this, the Sea and the Mikol Mokom. However, even though we may not be concerned about this, Yeshlech Odove Binayim, the Minhagiz, that people do eat something in between uh, fish and meat, Vilishtos, or drink something, the Havi Kinuach Vadoch, and this way you accomplish rinsing out your mouth and cleaning out your mouth. And this is the Minhag that many people have. They'll have some schnats, they'll have a cracker, they'll have something in between eating the fish on a Shabbos Kiddish and before they eat the meat, the Cholent or something like that. Tisha foot number five brings down that there's a lot of room to be makel in certain situations. If your hands touch fish and then they touch the meat, it doesn't ruin it. You can be so on it. It's nisbatel under many situations. Ayin in that footnote for further details. And Tisha foot number six brings down this is the custom that many people have to drink yayin sraf after they have fish, to have a glass of schnapps or something like that. And he says you do not have to make a separate brach on this glass of schnapps because it's toffel to the doggin. It's subordinate to the fish. It's coming because of the fish and therefore it doesn't require its own bracha. All the halachas that apply to Mayim Achronim also apply to these Mayim and Tsoim, these middle waters in the middle of the meal. And this is true, this is true whether it's their leniency or restringency. Mishnah Buru Sivkan Hay brings down that these Mayim and Tsoim, that you're washing your hands in between a fleshic meal, for example, in between a tafshil of meat and gvina of cheese. Sivkan Vav, this is leniency, they're the same. You don't have to wash Mayim Achronim with a clean. The gam rakad parakasheni. You only have to wash them until your knuckle, not until your wrist. The gamin chatzitza ba'akibem b'diyevin. And after the fact, if you did have a chatzitza, it doesn't ruin it for mayim achronim. So too, it doesn't ruin it for these mayim emtsoyim. The Chavetz Chaim in the Bihalocha di Ramasu ben Hachmer says that many achronim say that the chumer over here she'ain note the malgabi karka. You shouldn't pour the water out onto the ground because of the Ruach raw that it has, so you should be machmer on this as well. However, he does bring down the Prima Godem was Mekel on this, he was Lachpasak Lachakel, and so was the Marshal of the Prichadosh, but he brings down many that were machmer. Bechabe then continues in Hadas, the exception, the difference between the Mayim Achronim and the Mayim Emtsoyim, he says, by Hesach Hadas, which we'll have to explain in the Mishnaburah, because it's not easily understood without the Mishnaburah, Shepulsa Boy Emtsoyim, it's no good with the Mayim Emtsoyim, if you have Hesach Hadas, because you're still planning on eating. You're not allowed to eat afterwards. You're still planning on eating, so therefore Hesach Hadas ruins it. We'll see that it's really Hesach Hadas on the Mayim Rishonim, and not for the Hesach Hadas on the Mayim Emtsoyim. The Chutz Minigo V'yadayim, another exception is that you have to dry your hands. For Mayim in the middle of the meal, Mayim Emtsoyim you do, and for Mayim Achronim you technically don't have to, although you see that many do. Shem Tsoyim Tzrichim Nigo V'karishonim, that the middle waters, they do need to dry them like Mayim Rishonim. Now, let's look inside the Mishnah Burr, Siv Katan Dayan. Can't be that we're talking about that you have a hesach das on the waters in the middle of the meal. What difference Your hands are now clean from the cheese that was the reason that you were washing them, so you could eat the, or touch the flesh. He's saying if you lost hesach das over here, it's talking about from the mayim rishonim. 
Kamukomus, we've explained several times, the Hesachadas Mishmir Shodo Posal and Tila. If you're forgetting that your hands are clean from Ayim Rishonim and you have Hesachadas, then you have to wash again your hands. And certainly it's very simple over here. And the reason why this is put down over here, it's comparing it to Ayim Machronim. Once you wash my Machronim, we don't care if you lost your train of thought or what you're thinking that your hands are clean from the Mayim Rishonim because you're not eating anymore. Therefore, it says the But in the middle waters, where you're still planning on eating, so then you have to have your mind still on the Mayim Rishonim. Even though you washed Mayim Rishonim, even though in a Russia you can't forget about the Mayim Rishonim that you washed until it's your Dayim, because you're planning on eating more. Sivkat and Ches. That the middle waters need to dry your hands. The Yeshbo Mishomias, because your hands are going to be wet and it's disgusting. You're going to eat food with your wet hands. That's not proper. As opposed to Maya Machorim, you don't have to. However, in Dishafut and Menorim, he brings down Lechatrila in the name of the Chayyadam that a person should dry his hands after Maya Machorim as well, in order to be able to say the opinion that says that you do have to have drying of the hands. That's what's called Natila Sidaim, is when you dry the hands as well as wash them. Then we conclude with the Ramah, Hagav Yeshamu, Shemitensiyim, Tzrichim, Davkamayim. Another difference would be that the Mayim and Tsoyim, they must be specifically with water and not with other liquids. Mashenkim Bachronim, as opposed to Mayim Bachronim, can be with other liquids, as we'll learn, Kivdalakaman, Simon Kuf, Pei Aleph, in the name of the Urch Shaim. Now, Mr. Burr and Sivkot and Tess brings down, Shashar, Mashkin, other waters, Mitokshi and Atzmashmenim, because they're somewhat greasy themselves, in a Menachin and Sashuma and Vahamaychal, they don't really remove the grease and the residual food on your hands. As opposed to Mashkin and when you wash them, Mayim Chronim, Shein Boim Rak, Lahavir Azum, they're only coming to remove this Zuhama, this waste that's on your hand, Afilo Mashkin, Mavir, and Azuma. Even greasy liquids can remove the zuama as opposed to you need water to really remove the shuman, the grease. Rashal Meikal, the Marshal says, no, that's not true. You can even wash with other waters in the Mayim and Tsoyim. However, but many Achronim agree with the Ramah. That concludes Simon Kuf Ayin Gimel. Now we'll just start Simon Kuf Ayin Dalit, which deals with brachos on wine in the middle of the meal. The Mechabit starts off and he says, Yayin Shebeso Chasuda Mevorech If a person drinks wine in the middle of the meal, Ein hapas pocho. The bread doesn't exempt you from making a bracha. Normally bread exempts all the other brachos that come because of the bread that comes as part of the meal. You don't have to make any other brachos. But wine drunk after you've had bread, you still have to make a bari priyagafen on it. The bread doesn't exempt the wine. Why is this so? So Mishnah Burr and Sivkot Aleph explains. Haidu, this is true. Even though the purpose of the drinking of the wine is to help with the digestion over here, and it's not separate even to drink the wine. And this one would have thought should be exactly like drinking or eating something in the meal that's coming as a result of the meal. Normally they are exempted with the bread. As we'll learn in the rest of the simon. Nevertheless, by wine, wine is considered a separate choshev drink, as the Chavetz Chaim brings down in Sharetzion, Sif Gimel, if Nesha Gorin Brochel Yatsman has a separate brochel for itself, which means, we often drink wine even though we're not thirsty for the wine, for example, by Kiddush and Abdullah, and therefore you have to go make a separate brach on wine even in the middle of the meal. 
continues, says it's not considered subordinate to the bread, that it should be exempted for the Hamotzi Lechem and Aretz. And he continues, even if when he ate the bread, he said, Hamotzi, and he said, I'm going to have a glass of wine and I want this bread to potter it. Lift up Komash Yishta Besochasuda, and he will potter any liquids that I'm going to drink in the meal. That will work great for soda, that will work great for a couple of coffee, but that will not work for wine. Chavetz Chaim in the Sharetzion Oz Gimel brings down Tosus as well, who says that you make a special bracha barpia gofen on wine, and that's what makes it special as opposed to it's not just another fruit that you make a barpia eats. The issue foot number two brings down from the Prima Godam that even if it's a type of wine that is possible to make Kiddush on, you still have to make a separate bracha barpia gofen on it if you drink in the middle of the meal, because low plug the rabbis didn't distinguish between wines that are good for Kiddush and wines that are not good for Kiddush. That concludes today's year.